Hello, welcome to Appleosity Weekly, episode 12, the place for all the latest Apple tech news, rumors, and more. Before we get the show started, be sure to follow us at Appleosophy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And again, if you want to subscribe to this podcast on other platforms, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Echo, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts, and many more you can find online. And of course, you can visit our website at appleosophy.com. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about iPhone, we're going to be talking about more of the, we're going to be talking about iPhone stuff first. So the first, first thing we're going to be talking about is Apple will launch three OLED iPhone models in 2020 with new screen sizes ranging from 5.4, sorry, 5.42 inches to 6.67 inches. So according to a report from DigitTimes, Apple will release three OLED iPhones next year with screen sizes that are both smaller and bigger than last year's models. The, the 2020 iPhone models will be available in 5.42 inches and 6.06 and also uh, 6.67 inches. DigitTimes also reports that this year's iPhone models will be the same as last year, include, also including the 5.8 inch and the 6.5 inch OLEDs on the uh, iPhone XS and iPhone XS Max and the 6.1 inch uh, LCD on the iPhone 10R. Okay, so one of the 2020 iPhone models of uh, 5.42 inch will be also reportedly include a touchscreen will be, include touchscreen tech by LG or Samsung. Uh, we can't we can't really confirm this yet. It's either one, um, and they'll they'll also make the display thinner than the past years. So the screen technology is also used in the Samsung Galaxy series since the Galaxy S8, and it's called Y it's called YOCTA. Um, so basically the big size difference between the 20, uh, 2018 models and the 2020 models can also be, also made a radical redesign of the iPhone, uh, the 6.67 inch model will be the biggest display ever on an iPhone, but the physical size of the iPhone, probably not the display, could still say, could still be the same as the iPhone XS Max by making the bezels also thinner. Um, so just to go in my opinion about this, so, um, I do believe, I, I would like to, honestly, I'm not a fan of, like, the iPhones getting a little bit bigger, but the display getting bigger and having the same size, um, maybe, like, less bezels, I, I, in my opinion, I agree with that, I think it's a good choice, and so, like, it's almost like a why not question, like, like, if they, if, like, I can see as, like, them act, like, having extra room as, like, one of those things, like, why not add it, um, but yeah, um, the phone I currently have is the iPhone 6s, and I'm I'm pretty satisfied with my phone. Um, but I do plan to upgrade soon. I don't know when. Um, but I'm I am looking forward to the 2020 iPhones and of course the 2019 iPhones. We can't forget about those. Um, but now we're gonna be moving on to the next story. So moving on to the next story, Apple Music now has more subscribers than Spotify in the United States. According to the Wall Street Journal, so over the past few years, Apple Music has been growing and uh, competing with Spotify. The Wall Street Journal reports that for the first time, Apple Music has more subscribers than Spotify in the United States. 
Neither of the two companies shares numbers de share uh, number details for specific regions, but according to, but according to the Wall Street Journal's sources, uh, they confirmed that Apple Music has uh, exceeded the number of subscribers that Spotify has. Spotify reportedly has 26 million paid subscribers at the end of February. At the same time, Apple Music was 2 million ahead with 28 million subscribers in the United States. Apple Music also has a better growth rate than Spotify. So a quote from the Wall Street Journal, they said, Apple Incorporated streaming music service has been adding subscribers in the world's biggest music market more rapidly than its Swedish rival in month grow rate of about 2.6% to 3% compared with 1.5 to 2% for Spotify, the people said. So when we look back at Spotify's non-paid accounts, they, they uh, have more users than Apple Music, but these don't generate a lot of revenue than Spotify. Uh, globally, Spotify also has more subscribers than Apple Music, so uh, these stats, so what that basically means, these statistics are only in the United States, okay? Um, but for glo like on a global basis, Spotify is the leader. Um, but I, my, I honestly can see Apple competing and beating that beating that record next. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what neck what records Apple will set next. Well, what what we'll see next, basically. Um, but uh, so I actually own Apple Music, and the reason I'm not using Spotify is uh, just I I I'm always everything Apple. Okay, I'm a fan of I'm an Apple geek, Apple fan, Apple nerd. Okay. And I have to have everything Apple, of course. That's just me. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Spotify is good. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Spotify is good, but um, I went with Apple Music because it's nice to have the continuity and all those apps already pre-installed on my MacBook Air, my iPhone, my Apple TV. Just a continuity with like, I just like the, I just like how everything's synced together. If you know what I mean about that. Um, but having. But, of course, Spotify has the same features. It's just that it's on the Apple ecosystem, I guess you can say. And I just prefer it as a better option. Okay, so we're moving on to the next story. So Apple releases Apple at Work ad that's all about round pizza boxes. Okay, so you're probably wondering, hey, Holden, why are, we why are we saying this? Well, we thought this was interesting because Apple actually did design a round pizza box. And I did I did go to the Apple Austin campus about two years ago, to um, and I actually got a pizza and it came in the round box. So I just thought it'd be interesting to report on because I actually uh, seen these box these round pizza boxes in real life that Apple has designed. So um, the story so Apple has released a new ad called Apple at Work, which is about a group of Apple employees who are probably not as well known as others, such as Johnny Ive or Phil Skiller. Um, but the big debate in the ad is why round pizza pizzas come in a square box. A team of Apple workers get to work, um, basically, and they show why round pizza box would make more sense than using a square box. They also get a meeting with uh, Vivian, who is supposed to be one of the higher up bosses, and uh, that getting a meeting was her getting a meeting with her was a big deal. Um, in the ad. So from there, the team spends uh, two days trying to prove why it would be better to have pizzas in a round box instead of a square box. In the ad, you see most of the uh, Apple products being used, such as the iPad Pro, 
the iPhone, Mac, Apple Watch, and Apple Pencil, as well as Apple apps and features such as Microsoft Excel. Uh, technically Microsoft, but cool to see it in the ad. Um, but the calendar app on the Apple Watch and the touch bar on the MacBook Pro was also featured in the advertisement. Um, but I thought this was an interesting report on because I actually did indeed try, I did indeed see the box in real life a few, uh, about two years ago at the Apple uh, Austin campus. And it's a beautiful campus, and you, and you may have heard news stories about the Apple Austin campus expanding. They're actually going to be expanding the campus. I'd be, um, but you can find it on Apple Newsroom if you want to learn more about that. But so the Apple cam Austin campus will even get bigger. I'll have to see if I can get a tour of it when the new part is over. But two years ago, when I was just when I was there, they're actually expanding the campus. Like they just finished expanding the campus, and it's it's amazing they're going to expand again and bring more jobs and Apple will be one of the number one suppliers in Austin, Texas. So this would be very interesting to see. The next story is Netflix no longer supports AirPlay at the time. So um, for years, Netflix has been uh, been able to AirPlay any title from your iOS device to, Apple, to an Apple TV. However, it seems that Netflix has removed the ability to do so, citing technical limitations. Um, so right now it's currently unclear if Netflix will add an option in the future. For now, it is unavailable and it cannot be accessed through the control center either. So, um, it's a little bit, I guess it's a little bit disappointing for people so because they can't uh, airplay air their uh, ne their Netflix on their Apple TV. Um, but, uh, honestly, I, in my opinion, I honestly don't use this feature that much. Um, but uh, hopefully they'll add it back in the, f in the future because I can really see it beneficial to a lot of people. And yeah. Moving on to the next story. Reddit user says Apple Watch saved his life helping detect, uh, pardon me if I say this wrong, but super particular taxcarvia. Uh, <laughs> An Apple Watch user has taken the Reddit this weekend to share the story about how the device saved his life. Um... So he made a post about it, and he, the person uh, has received an irregular heartbeat notification followed by a high heart rate alert. The Apple Watch user says that he called emergency services after receiving these notifications, and by the time they arrived, his body had went into shock. Prior to receiving the alerts from his Apple Watch, he felt he has felt totally fine. Um, so a quote from what he said, uh, called to ER when they arrived, they found me in serious trouble. Body went into shock, got rushed to the hospital in the stretcher, and got taken into trauma. I felt totally fine before everything happened, and then notifications, and then bam, everything goes nuts. When I was picked up by the paramedics, I was suffering uh, tachycardia, and they gave me an IV and put me on oxygen and applied EAD pads to my torso. Fortunately, they never they never needed it to be used, and but I passed out in the ambulance. On the way to the hospital and woke up in a hospital bed. So according to 9to5Mac, at the hospital, doctors administered an, an ECG and noted that all chambers of the heart were beating normally at, at a, a normally fast rate. This, uh, so this also shows the Apple Watch. And so basically, the Apple Watch saved his life. Okay, we. It's pretty cool to hear these stories from different people how the Apple Watch saved their life because... Um, it, 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 cause that's, uh, Apple, so for the Apple Watch Series 4, for example, 
Apple has been focusing on, um, like like making life-saving features and people and the in when they announced the ECG and the new heart rate notifications, uh, I can really it's been really benefiting a lot of people, and so basically, um, it's always interesting to see these stories, especially from Apple CEO Tim Cook. Uh, he posts a lot of these stories on his own Twitter page uh, sometimes. Um, so even Apple exists, uh, executives are amazed by this. Um, but it's, it's just amazing to see that the Apple watch, is a lo- the Apple watch has been saving people's lives. And, um, I don't think, and I think, uh, Apple will be adding more life-saving features to the Apple watch to the Apple watch series five, but we'll see. So moving on to the next story, Apple employees suggest, uh, he was detained by border control because of his political views. So, an Apple employee involved in a controversial U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, detainment is speaking out about his experience. In an, in a, in an interview with ABC News, uh, he elaborated on why he feels he was targeted and offered more details uh, in detection. So, earlier this week, the ACLU revealed that it was filing a complaint alleging that border control officers violated the constitutional rights of this, uh, this Apple employee. Um, so basically, the Apple employee was returning uh, from a business trip to Sweden in November when he was detained at San Francisco International Airport. During the detainment, border control agents allegedly de- demanded that Gail provided them access to uh, his iPhone XS and MacBook. So speaking to ABC News, the Apple employee said that they wanted they wanted to see my itinerary on my smartphone. I offered the I offered to email them my itinerary, and they insisted on seeing it on my smartphone. This was very alarming to me. These are not regular consumer devices. These are special devices used by Apple software and, and hardware engineers. That seemed to aggravate these custom agents, and they started getting very upset with me. And they said they had right to access my devices, and I had to turn over my passport. I told them. I wanted to talk to an attorney with my employer so I could understand my responsibilities regard to the to this NDA. Okay. So, uh, he also said that he he was told by uh, Custom Border Protection agents that even as a U.S. citizen, he does not have rights to an attorney at a, at a border. In response to the Apple Police request for an attorney, agents told him that they will keep his devices in the meantime. Um... And he also didn't cons- consent to it, but he c- applied. Um, and he was also marked, basically, um, for secondary screening. Okay, so this is okay. So the, the debate on this is, um, so what's interesting is should should the board the b- debate is I, I guess you'll say is should the border patrol have the rights to view, uh, I guess confidential a like social confidential phone because the reason why this Apple employee didn't let the um, customs and border protection employees in their phone in his phone because it could probably contain confidential Apple information and it was probably a special phone um, assigned by Apple and what he wanted is to basically clarify with a lawyer in Apple so uh, he doesn't get in trouble by Apple and uh, to protect the company and the confidential information possibly and it's another reason it's an internal phone so it does make totally sense that he did he declined he denied it um but uh we usually don't see stories like this too often 
but I will say it is interesting to see this story because um, I'm interested what if Apple take any action or Border Patrol or like or will anyone take action to prevent this from the future? Um, probably not, but we'll see. Okay, so we're gonna be moving on to the next story. Moving on to the next story, Apple Watch Skeptic discovers. So this is another Apple Watch uh, life. So this is another person saved by the Apple Watch. Um, so an Apple Watch Skeptic discovers AFIB days after ECG app reaches re, uh, sorry reaches Europe. So recently, the ECG app reached Europe about a few days ago. Uh, from um, I believe it was released in Watch OS 5.2. I believe I have to look back. Um, but uh, the Apple Watch Series 4 ECG function uh, function expanded to Europe just last week. Um, but it's already being credited with saving a user's life. As detailed by The Sun, an Apple Watch user in Germany discovered that he suffers from AFIB through his Apple Watch after um, intentionally uh, writing the ECG feature off as something for um, just only for a certain amount of people. The unnamed Apple Watch user in Germany sent an email to Dr. Michael uh, Speer of Germany's FAZ newspaper. In the email, the user explains how he had never noticed anything wrong with him until he uh, decided to try the ECG feature on his Apple Watch just for fun, quote, quote. Um, so, this is interesting. This person didn't take it seriously. Um, he didn't, he basically didn't, uh, he just was trying it for fun. He actually didn't need it. And surprise, surprise, he, um, he found out that he was, he suffered from AFIB, um, which is a, uh, which is a heart issue. Um, I apologize. I'm not heart. I don't know anything about like hearts or anything and um, too much about like the type of diseases. So I apologize if I mess up um, explaining this at all at any point. Um, but uh, it is interesting to see Apple Watch users uh, discover health problems through the wearable. And um, again, it's interesting to see these stories come out loud because um, they're life-saving features. And... Um, some people are like, dang. <laughs> Moving on to the next story. Apple cancels Federation Square store in Australia after uh, demolition plans were denied. Apple has shelved plans to build a new flagship Apple store at the Federation Square shopping center in Australia after um, uh, authorities refused an application to demolish the building that's already on the site. So according to the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, the Age um, uh, Heritage Victoria today said that the uh, the building could not be torn down as a result as an unacceptable and uh, detrimental impact on the cultural heritage significance of Federation Square. Apple, in response, said that there uh, it would not proceed with the plans to build the store. So the store that was gonna, the new Apple store that was going to be uh, built at Federation Square. Um, they actually went over some design revisions and Apple has scrapped the Apple store. So the question is, are they going to relocate it and find another location? Um, are they, or are they going to like, like build, like, are they remodel one of their current stores? Like, we don't know. Uh, we'll see what Apple does next. 
And moving on to the last story for today's episode, Apple Music subscription prices are slashed in India. Apple has cut the price of all Apple Music plans in India. Any move uh, apparently aims uh, fending off rival streaming services like Spotify and YouTube Music, both of which recently launched in the country uh, within uh, last month. So, Apple Music is now being offered for uh, 99 rubies, um, $1.43 a month, down from the earlier price of uh, $1.73. So, it's only going down by a little bit, but... Um, so, likewise, a student membership now costs RS49 instead of uh, RS60, uh, so 60 rubies. Well, a family plan has dropped from uh, 190 rubies to 149 rubies. Um, user subscriptions, meanwhile, cost uh, 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 999 rubies rather than the earlier price of uh, 1,200 rubies. Uh, so, the new price of Apple Music membership undercuts both Spotify and YouTube Music, uh, whose monthly premium plan started at uh, 119 rubies and 129 rubies, respectfully. So, India sees a untapped market for streaming music services with a population of 1.3 billion people, um, and many of whom are just become active internet users. Um, so it's interesting to see uh, Apple Music get. It's interesting to see Apple slash um, the Apple Music prices in India so they can get more users and stuff like that and I think it's a good I think it's a good attempt for Apple to get bigger in India Apple music get bigger in India and get the Indian market up like like per users and subscribers okay guys so that is it for this that is it for this week's episode uh, not not too much Apple news of uh, this week um, but be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode um and yes, you're probably asking Holden, where are all the guests in the show? Well, I'll tell you. Um, well, I promise. Okay, I promise that we'll have uh, guests coming in the next few episodes. We'll also have Chris joining back very soon. Chris is actually on vacation, um, so uh, he's actually on in Los. He's going to Los Angeles, California, right now from the UK. So um, Chris is on vacation, and uh, a lot of and our podcast team is on vacation so we'll be back next week thank you guys for listening be sure to follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at appleosophy and you can visit our website at appleosophy.com and again be sure to subscribe to this podcast on apple Podcasts, amazon echo google play music and google and sorry and google podcast thank you guys for listening and we hope you have an awesome week Bye-bye.